0: There's our airing of grievances, also known as Mark's Rant. Whiskey, whiskey.
1: Welcome to episode 82 of The Whiskey Topic. I'm Mark Bylock. And I'm Jamie Johnson. And today's topic is going to be.
0: Well, Christmas.
1: No, no, not Christmas.
0: (laughs) Holidays.
1: Uh, Yeah, holidays. That's right. That's right. Holidays. Oh. I
0: just, I'm, full, I'm full in Christmas mode right now.
1: You are. You are. And, and I think last year we said we were going to do a Christmas uh, special um, this year. But, I, you know, there's so many holidays this time of year, right? There really are a lot of holidays. A lot of people are celebrating important, uh, important events uh, culturally. And uh, last year we celebrated Festivus. That's right. Um, which we learned that, you know, was re- originally aired on Seinfeld, but was actually one of the writers actually had this family tradition that they were, you know, bahumbug on all the holidays and gift giving. So they, they had a Festivus on December 23rd that they were recording.
0: That's right. That's right. And we got to air our grievances. Yes.
1: Yes. We got to air our grievances and have a meal. We even had a competition who had the biggest, uh, the highest <laughs> proof uh, whiskey. Oh, that's um, right. But but we learned about a new holiday and it also coincides on the twenty third. So I think I think for this this the first year and this year we're we're focusing on holidays that happen on December twenty third. Yes. Um, yes. so we learned of a new one.
0: Well, I mean it's not it's new to us, um, right. but it's been around for a while. It's Tibbs Eve. Tibbs, Eve. Tibbs Eve. Yeah, it's Tibbs Eve. And sometimes um, some
1: people call it Saint Tibbs Eve even whoa yeah no no it's uh I, I don't know if this is an official Catholic saint but uh, I believe they they call it Saint Tibbs Eve as well
0: wow amazing so it's uh it's a, a Newfoundland holiday uh, in from Newfoundland and Labrador and uh, the uh, the whole thing is that um, you, you get drunk that's
1: We're, it that's it I mean this is kind of weird because that but that is the holiday yeah um, <laughs> It came about because people had to be sober. So it came about because people had to be sober, uh, really what it came about. And right, they during were, Advent. During right. Advent. And they wanted to be, uh, they, they knew they weren't going to be drinking on the 25th of December. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted, and they knew they were going to to be sober because of Advent and, 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 and all that. So they drank their heads off on the 23rd. Had a hangover on the twenty fourth, so they weren't talking to anybody, and then were fine to function in a family in a sober environment on a twenty fifth.
0: Sounds pretty good to me.
1: I mean, with the planning, the planning in this is is
0: exceptional. It's like specifically, we are planning to get completely obliterated and then be okay by the twenty fifth. I, cool. I just I just I, I love
1: it I love it and of course it came about because um, you know people would use uh, would, would just kind of be like make fun of it and say oh yeah we're celebrating St. Tibbs and they would just drink and this was an excuse to drink and I guess it was also kind of counterculture to the uh, to the Catholic uh, restriction on drinking in Advent so it's um, yeah St. Tibbs so happy St. Tibbs uh, happy
0: St. Tibbs it's totally yep yeah totally my kind of holiday
1: <laughs> and and newfoundland yeah the east coast of canada for for our well, american uh, listeners uh, yeah. yeah our our east coast kind of our our a uh, lot of a lot of fishing and um, yeah i don't know how else do we describe the east coast of canada to our american oh listeners? my gosh
0: uh, I, uh, you've been I there mean, far more a, than i have i've been there i know there twice. and i love i love newfoundland yeah. i'm a huge huge fan my, my best friends from newfoundland and um, yeah uh, lots of um, merriment I would say, yeah, <laughs> is that, that's actually kind of like an understatement, but it's true. Um, and lots of uh, singing and lots of music and drinking and pretty much the best of the best kind of people, yeah, uh, to hang out with. If you ever have the chance to go to St. John's, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, I wish I was there right now <laughs> because it sounds like Tibbs Eve is going to be off the chain this year. So, oh. Uh. I know. You know
1: Alan Doyle even uh, wished everybody a happy I know, I know. Eve on Twitter uh, Alan I see, Doyle the... I
0: CC'd you on that It's like Mark
1: <laughs> Alan Doyle of course responsible for the theme song for this podcast that he wrote especially for us three years before the podcast <laughs> existed um, yeah, so <laughs> they, so this is really interesting. So like that, that is, that is Newfoundland. I mean, there's not a, it's, it's a very kind of like, um, you know, industry wise, it's, there's not a lot of big, big cities. It's the smaller towns, uh, but it also has a f- uh, big Irish, uh, and Scottish influences. Um, just kind you of, it. you know, looking at the kind of way the settlers, uh, when they came to, uh, to Canada and how they, they settled. So a lot of them were like, Hey, screw it, We're not going to go any deeper into Canada. This is the best. This is great. We've got islands and, and oceans and fish and, uh, and it's, it's awesome.
0: It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so uh, happy tips. I haven't started drinking, but um, but that's okay. I've, I've got to do a presentation tonight. So can't got <laughs> to be responsible till till that's over. And then well, all bets are off.
1: Well, let's talk about your presentation. So we have if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, um, this is not news to you. Uh, but Jamie let me like heart warm <laughs> congratulation uh for your wonderful news. I have a drink in my hand so I'm gonna cheer cheers you Oh, um, you but but Jamie really did uh win out a very very uh competitive uh round of many many uh um Rounds of of interviews and everything else Um, And you've now You've you've flipped sides You're no longer a whiskey critic And now you're going to be on the whiskey ambassador side
0: I am I am the new Canadian brand ambassador For the Balvenie Yay. Yay, so
1: cheers to that,
0: it's amazing, you. Um,
1: really Thank this is a you. big honor, I mean uh, Belvini
0: yeah.
1: um, hasn't had a brand ambassador in Canada, uh, they had uh, Beth that did both Belvini and Glenfiddich um, and the brand's just doing so well here, they, mm-hmm. they wanted somebody to represent the brand in Canada um, and as you know we've had many brand ambassadors on the show um, but you're, you're moving into that brand ambassador role as of, as of next year.
0: Yeah, as of January 3rd, I will start, I'll put on a new hat as a, yeah, I I have gone to the other side, brand ambassador. Um, So I'm, I'm like, I'm super, super, super excited. Um, And uh, it's such a great brand. And you've, you've, you guys have all heard me talk about it before. Um, I've always been a fan. um, And uh, I'm so excited. And I feel so grateful. And I'm so lucky. And and it's going to be a great 2017. Um, I got a, a delivery yesterday. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's sort of like, a, well, you know, welcome to the company and and happy holidays. And uh, it was a, you know, a couple bottles of uh, whiskey turned up in my doorstep, and uh, I was like, well, a girl could get used to this.
1: <laughs> it was it was a lot of whiskey. There was uh, yeah. <laughs> there was no doubt about that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it was eight bottles um, turned up, uh, and so it was uh, completely shocking and unexpected, and and probably you know poor trent because we exchanged our christmas presents yesterday and he's like he got me a bottle of like pikesville rye which is delicious and i love um and the aberlauer abunda um and then you know like six hours later this thing comes to the door and i was like boy your pikesville rye doesn't looks pretty crappy right now next to this delivery (laughs) <laughs> so um, we had a good laugh about that, and he was like, "Damn, of all the days!"
1: Because <laughs> you did—you you received like really big H statement, Belvinis. Yeah, uh, plus one of my faves, the 10-1509 uh, series. I did. I did uh, get the Ten Fifteen Oh Nine. Yes, and that—that's just the one where they just blend a bunch of different single malt scotches into one. Beautiful single malt scotch um, uh, and, and you know, a lot of different flavors on that. And and so that that's a wonderful. Um, but, yeah, also some very old whiskeys. I mean, it's like, old, damn.
0: Yep, yep, Yeah, I got the, the 25 was in there, uh, the single barrel 25, as well as the 30, the uh, Belvini 30. So I haven't opened them yet, but <laughs> if we know me, I will eventually open them because eventually. I am not – I am not good at keeping them closed. So uh so yeah. And this year it was so I, I actually like was joking with Trent. I was like I was like, oh my gosh, at my birthday party, like we have to we have to make sure that Mark knows he's not just allowed to open this bottle. Like he helped himself to my more. I did. He cannot, <laughs> he cannot just turn up and be like, Oh well I'll just I'm just gonna crack this well, one. There's the thirty,
1: down the tubes. <laughs>
0: well,
1: that was wonderful. Let's go to the twenty five. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I, we were, it's funny when you said that. I'm like, oh, I would have opened every single one the moment it arrived, and then texted everybody, like, oh, look what I got. No, but but Jamie, you're you're gonna keep everything nicely sealed. I'll keep uh, it sealed for, for now. I, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah I, I'll keep it sealed for now um, and see see when the the time feels right to uh, to crack some of those bottles. But no, I'm I'm really excited, and I'm, I'm really. Um, yeah, I'm so looking forward to uh, to what's going on. I've mean, got some travel scheduled already for January, so the Victoria um, Whiskey Festival, the Whiskey Show, um, and then Vancouver right afterwards, and then um, off to Scotland sort of, um, I guess, a couple days later after that. Wow. So, yeah, it's going to be, uh, i got to hit the ground running get in there
1: that's amazing and um, you know obviously we were gonna probably make some changes to the show just based on Mm -hmm. Jamie's schedule and and how we you know how we have other band ambassadors on the show and what's so forth so we'll figure that out next year
0: we'll Uh, all figure it out next year but
1: for now we're just gonna enjoy this Um, and I will go back to um, you know Belvini talking to me about the history on this podcast we've mentioned Belvini a number of times Uh, I think the very first episode was episode six Um, but we've we've talked about Belvini so many times especially our love for care being cast you know the double wood um as well as some of the like the 17 uh double wood and that kind of thing so this is you know belvini's been part of this podcast in one way or another um it's one of the one whiskeys we haven't complained about which is great yeah <laughs> yeah, it's so, all right. it,
0: i know it's true it's true and and the funny thing is is that like uh having sort of done a little bit in this role over the last couple uh months um it's 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 one of those brands that, like, you know, people generally really, really enjoy whiskey nerds and new whiskey drinkers alike. And, you know, Scotch Trooper is a big fan of the Belveni. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he posts the, the bottles sort of all the time. And, and uh, no, it's, it's one of those whiskeys that everyone can sort of get behind. And, and so, I mean, it makes my job, you know, a thousand times easier. It's just the easiest, you know, brand to stand behind. And, and I'm, I'm really excited to stand behind it because I, I, I do really love the, the whiskey. Um, we had um, Sam Simmons. Mm-hmm. Was on um, uh, a while ago, um, so yeah, no, we uh, we've uh, we've had a, a long love affair with Belveni, and let's when we're going to continue it. Yeah,
1: Sam Simmons is uh, episode thirteen of the podcast. We also had uh, Beth that was specifically here for Glenfiddich, but as we know, uh, those are um, uh, sister companies, uh, Belveni and uh, Glenfiddich. Not only are they neighbors, like, so nearby, yeah. but also owned by the same company.
0: You got um, it.
1: And, and I like that relationship, because I think uh, Glenfiddich is more kind of in the realm of more popular, kind of. They, they, they're, you know, the number one or number two selling uh, scotch in the world, uh, single malt scotch in the world, and then mm-hmm. uh, Belvini's where all the experiments happen, where there's a little, not not to say, like I always say, whi- making whiskey is a craft. It doesn't matter how big or small you are, but uh, Belvini's a little more in touch to the roots and, and, and aspects, that so they do every part of the whiskey-making process on their... Um, on site, and you are going to see that, Jamie. So I've, I've been to Belviny once before, and this is exciting. So I'm, I'm, I know, I'm, I know, I'm very excited for you to visit this site and go to the malting floors. Remember uh, to do to um, I, I wouldn't have thought of this, but when I was doing the tour, I did it with uh, with uh, s- some chefs from Canada, and they just tasted all the barley along the way. So as you do the malting floor tour, just just grab some barley and start eating. Sure. Just, just munch away.
0: Sure, that, sure. That's it's funny because- pro-level
1: stuff right there. That's right. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Well, actually, David at the Caledonian has a sample of the the barley grown on site at the at the um, the Balveni. And uh, I ate some the other day. Nice.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Already done this. It's amazing. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's very exciting. So we're, uh, but we're going to continue on with the podcast, um, you know, like, just like you said, in sort of maybe a different capacity. Yeah. Um, uh, with slight changes, but I can't imagine that people would notice too, too, too much. But uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think twenty seventeen is going to be a great year. It's going to be a wonderful year, and we're yeah. very happy
1: for you. The the Thank whiskey community you. in Toronto was like, well, she, won't she, will she, won't <laughs> she? Cause you kept doing all the Belvini events uh, around no. the last two, three months. You were, uh, you know, as we mentioned on the podcast many times, you were, you've been uh, very busy with. Uh, working for Belvini, uh, but also for Jim Beam and other companies, so it wasn't yep. just that, uh, yep. but we knew that there was a, there was a job opening, so that was very exciting. Uh, we also have a recording um, because we, uh, when we were recording, so this was back in the start of the December, uh, we uh, had Marcio here and we also had Nick, the episodes um, 80 and 81 uh, we recorded on the same day, the day of the heel party which we'll talk about as well a little later in the show um, and Jamie, you you got the call while we mm-hmm. were recording with, right. uh, <laughs> with 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 Marcio. Marcio. So literally, I, I kind of thought I knew what the call was about because you kind of like disappeared and on your phone. And I'm just kind of like waiting for Marcio to finish, and then we kind of said. Paused and then we celebrated for for twenty minutes. Yeah, and then we started the podcast again. So I've got that little. Uh, I'll play a little uh, clip of our little celebrations, just mostly us cheering into the phone. So I'll make sure to turn the volume down; otherwise, everybody will be deaf. Okay, We're gonna have to stop it there. Okay, Jamie, Jamie,
0: Jamie, Jamie. Jamie. I got the job. Yay! because it was a pretty fun moment and I'm really glad that you caught it and it was it was really nice to actually like to be with people and be able to celebrate in the in the moment it was it was kind of a, a special thing so that was that was super fun um but yeah so that's coming up that's 2017 um and like I said I'll be at all those uh whiskey shows so come on out and see me and yeah yeah come see me in Victoria or Vancouver if you're gonna be there
1: Awesome. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll have more and uh, we're going to, we're going to follow Jamie's journey, uh, from, yes. you know, um, oh my gosh. I, I can't wait to record a podcast for when you're in Scotland and I'm in Toronto. I think that'll be a lot of fun. It's
0: going awesome. <laughs> to totally be awesome. It's totally going to be awesome.
1: Gonna
0: be wicked. Um, but yeah no so that's good so that's good news um mm-hmm. and then but in in our in our festivus sort of uh, tradition now uh we do have to acknowledge that are some there are some grievances out there that need to be aired <laughs> namely the one that i've seen online a lot lately is the uh the bookers price jump oh Whoa. yeah Whoa. Um, (laughs) There is some drama. There is lots of uh, there's no shortage of opinions on what's going on with uh, the Booker's price jump and what it means for bourbon as a whole. What does it mean for Jim Beam? What is it like? So it's uh, yeah, yeah. Take it away, Mark.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. Uh, so, you know, Booker's we've recommended on the show so many times. Um, it is a product. It's, the, it's uh, made by Jim Beam. It is cast strength bourbon, um, and it's always done in batches. So they do about 350 barrels, and they, they, uh, they bring them in, and they vat them together, and then you kind of have a product that's, you know, around 60%, 63%, 64% alcohol, um, and just really well recognized as a quality product uh, for an excellent price point. And um, and so here's the interesting facts. A couple of interesting facts that make this announcement very weird. The first fact is bookers I always recommended because it's always available. Like you can always go into a store, maybe not at the LCBO. If you live in Ontario, sorry, you're out of luck. Um, but if you live in the United States, you can get bookers. Yep. There won't be like a giant shelf of 30 bottles of bookers, but there's, you know, every time I've gone into a liquor store in the U.S., there's always been a few bottles of bookers. Right. And then they had the special release bookers that were like specially blended and they gave them special names. And those were also kind of available. Like they weren't like selling out the day of, right? And they were each, the list price on these was 60 bucks. Um I've seen them for as cheap as 40 bucks. I think a lot of people on Twitter were saying, you know, like the, the, the recommended list price is 60, but a lot of stores had them between 40 to 60 dollars somewhere. Right. Usually on 45, 45 to $55. Right. So you got right. a product that's Priced under the recommended price point, mm-hmm. freely available. It's uh it's a young whiskey. It's not a noise statement whiskey, but it's about you know it's about six to seven year old. Um, you know, there it ranges because there's so many barrels, but uh it's it's a it's a younger bourbon. Mm-hmm. And so uh the Beam Centauri folks announced that A, the price points, recommended price point's gonna go up to a hundred dollars. <laughs> and they normally make six batches a year, and now they're going to make 5 batches a
0: year. oh. Which actually probably means that if they're making less, the price is going to be much more than $100. Yeah, like I, you don't know. And
1: then the and and I think they they also there's also there's also a, another batch they do for international markets. So Canada would get the uh, like they they call it an E batch, but that there's also another batch they do for international markets. But for, specifically for the US there was always three batches. Um and you know each batch would be you know either liked or not like like people had them rated based on on batch numbers but they're all generally well accepted as set as the value whiskey and I just think this is a big extreme you're you can't you're taking a product that does not have a supply demand issue and does not have a pricing issue uh, mm-hmm. if, if anything the pricing issue is that people are just not paying enough for it which I mean I guess you know if you're Jim Beam that's a problem but you're both reducing supply and massively increasing the price yeah um. I don't Yikes. think there's a chance in hell this is going to work for Booker's favor because Booker's is already one of those products. It wasn't, it wasn't the product people chased around that loved Pappy. It wasn't the Weller 12 product. It was never the product. Like if you were uh, big into bourbon and you love chasing whiskeys, Booker's is not that product for you. Right. And it's not going to be that product for you. Weller 12 had a natural progression of, like, being on shelves and then disappearing off of shelves. Right, right. Um, You know, products like blends have also gone through that phase. Um, Pappy, of course, was always kind of that chaste, sought-after product, but, like, you know, things happen, and it just naturally, on its own, and as far as we know, on its own, disappeared off of shelves because of natural supply-demand issues. Right. That's not Booker's.
0: Right, right.
1: I mean, and, and I don't know. Like I think you know, Booker's one. Uh, you know, we've talked about Jim Murray's best whiskey of the world. Um, I've, I've got a very uh, personal opinion on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on my um, conspiratory hat on if I might, for oh a moment. Oh boy!
0: Oh, here we go. Here <laughs> so this we is gonna go. be,
1: this is this is gonna be me uh, my, my conspiracy theory uh, on this whole thing. Um, Booker's rye. Um, I, so I think I honestly believe that Jim Murray's such a big influence in the whiskey world that. Big companies like, you know, Diageo and Beam Centauri, they create products that they know Jim Murray will love. Um, right? I mean, that's easy to do. You're basically like, give him an oaky, complex, old rye. Yes. Right. Jim Murray will love this whiskey. That is right up his alley. He's rated, you know, handy rye very well. He loves his ryes. Masterson's, like, loves all these, like, ryes that are oakier that have, you know, Crown Royal, Northern Harvest rye. I mean. Right. Give him an excellent rye, and he will love it. So they released Booker's Rye for $300, and that mm-hmm. was, uh, I think, a 12-year-old product. A 13-year-old, sorry. 13-year-old uh, Booker's Rye. Completely different mash bill than the regular Booker's bourbon. So now it's a, you know, rye-based mash bill instead of corn-based. Right. Uh, primarily rye rather than primarily corn. And yeah. one of the best whiskey in the world. But still, um, you know, I there was a lot of panic that this... Uh, rye would sell off the shelves but booker's rye is still buyable like you can still find it in stores the the, right it might be priced between three to six hundred dollars it's very expensive but at least it's a 13 year old rye it's like the only one that you know jim beam has released of this magnitude it's cast strength there's Mm
0: -hmm.
1: there's a rarity to this product right it still did not sell out i thought it was going to sell out the next day like anything else jim murray did yeah it didn't
0: it didn't. No. Nope.
1: Its price point was high. So, sure, that yeah. slowed down the sales. Um, but I think I think Beam mm-hmm. Centauri knew they were going to get a big award with Booker's Rye because they knew the kind of whiskey they could make. And I, I 100% believe people make whiskeys that Jim Murray will love because they want that press. Right. 100%. It just, it's just an easy, it's a no brainer. Um, because Jim Murray also has a lot of fans. So it's not just about Jim Murray's palate, but it's because a lot of people that follow Jim Murray have a similar palate and will
0: right. you know, appreciate right.
1: that and then they're like they had this next plan like okay now we've raised the value of bookers now this is a $300 product mm-hmm. let's take this brand to the next level and make it $100 right and like it was a point A to point B marketing scheme that's not a scheme I mean just it's a marketing plan like you're like how do we raise the value of this well appreciated how do we raise the value of this well appreciated uh, label um, but I I don't see anybody paying $100 for bookers it would be 150 bucks in Canada Jamie $150 for that bottle of bookers
0: it, which is it it it, it it's not a hundred and fifty dollar bo- it's just not i mean it's you just can not four roses pro- for forty yeah, bucks i know it's 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 a good whiskey and it's lovely you know i we all love our cast strength whiskeys, but like it's it's not a hundred and fifty dollars. Good. No, it's it, it's good, but it's not one hundred and fifty dollars good. The booker's. You, you can make. You should be able to make an old fashioned with bookers. It, right. I, I wouldn't. You should be able to. You know, make a nice strong old fashioned with bookers. Whereby you, you know, you have two, and then you stand up, and you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> right. Who, who uh, I used to go to a bar and they called them base melters because <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's it's a uh, it, it's kind of crazy. Like it's it. Everyone was freaking out. I I, I don't. I, you know. You're still freaking out. I'm You're still, freaking still freaking out. Freaking
1: out. I am. Um... <laughs> It's just, it just to me. It's just such a, it's just a terrible, um, like the, the the business side of me. That that marketing business side of my brain tells me this is the worst thing they could have done. And um, they had a product with a lot of great goodwill with the consumers, um, and they turned it around and went ah you know, we're going to make less of this and we're going to charge you a ton more money for it. They could have just, just made less and the prices would have naturally gone up. I, get, yeah. I think that's what makes me angry. It's like yeah. they could have just said, you know, because of supply demand issues, we can't no longer do three batch releases. We're just going to release two batches. That naturally would have made the mm-hmm. price go up.
0: Yeah. You're right, you're right. And actually, I think you made a really good point when you said that sort of goodwill piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a lot of people, that was, um, you know, a, a good, solid bourbon. It could get high, you know, high proof, lots of flavor, uh, really appealing. Um, and people had no problem recommending it. It was on all the lists because you could afford it. It was a good product. And, you know, they hadn't sort of, you know, jerked around the whole brand for a long time. So it's sort of people had this nice, warm, fuzzy feeling about it. So much, much like four roses, another one that has sort of this, like, you know, you get dependable. It's this, it's that is price. Well, et cetera. And people have this lovely feeling about it. And now that's gone. And I think that's one of the things that like, I can't think of another Jim beam product that has that kind of like nice feeling around it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, kind of got a little that 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 piece is was important uh they had people that were going to buy bookers all the time they would always have bookers um and now they're not going to have that and there is nothing else in their lineup that is going to replace it as a sweetheart whiskey as something that people will sort of like hang their hat on and this uh, yeah you're right yeah it's kind of a dis- it's a real disappointment it's a real bummer
1: i, I think it's so short sighted i um i I think the, you know, I, I know why they wanted to raise the price and make, reduce the batch numbers because they didn't want the wholesalers and the stores to make more money on bookers. Because the moment they reduced the, the batch to, you know, produce a third less of it, uh, prices would have naturally gone up at the store. Right. But unless they increased the sale price, they wouldn't have seen a penny more for that increase. Right, and I think the goodwill in the marketplace. I think you reduce the batch numbers and you just leave yep. the price point at sixty bucks. Yep. Um, yep. And and it actually probably would have become a sixty seventy dollar product on its own. And yeah, you know what? You know, Jim Beam Beam Centauri you would have lost a little bit of money. You would have lost some opportunity next year, but you wouldn't have deal. You wouldn't be dealing with the oh. chaos of taking a product that's literally selling for four again. Uh list price sixty dollars according to beam centauri uh actually sells for between forty five to fifty five dollars before this announcement, so it's selling undervalued yeah um and now you're taking it and making it a hundred dollar product no no way Yikes. no way um and it's too bad i mean it's really it's really too bad uh to see that from beam Centauri I think the um, uh, you know, like a great company, uh, wonderful distillery. Um, I, I think, you know, you've, you've got a lot of, uh, Booker's has such a tradition with the distillery. It's, um, hey, Jamie, you, you can, you know the story, better than I do with Booker's, uh, how it came about.
0: So basically, sorry, the, the, uh, the Skype went out for a second and all I got was, I was like, wait, what? What do I, <laughs> I have to do a lesson now? Um, yes. So Booker, no, um during the holidays, hey, appropriate, mm-hmm. uh, used to give uh, this high-proof whiskey to uh, his friends and family, uh, the closest of the close people in his life. Um, and he used to get, you know, take a, a nice choice barrel. He wouldn't cut it with water and he and, and he used to, uh, to to give it away as gifts, uh, which is actually why it's sort of wrapped like a gift um, and why the, the label looks like a newspaper. Um, it's got that sort of, like, printed quality um, because he used to wrap it in newspaper. Anyways, it became so popular amongst his own family and friends that uh, he decided to go ahead and start bottling it and selling it. Um and it just did exceptionally well. Um and especially like in a time where um and I can't remember when it came out. I want to say it's like the late 90s early 2000s uh when people weren't necessarily drinking high proof whiskeys. Now, I could be totally wrong on the timing where that like where that came out mm-hmm. um we'll have to fact check me you <laughs> know <laughs> a, a little fact check over here yeah, um, yeah i'm sure someone on twitter will correct me Absolutely. um but uh but yeah it's sort of one of those things it's, it's, it's always um it's been there it's been reliable it's been dependable uh you know one of the uh one of the first sort of like barrel proof barrel strength whiskeys that came out of that um uh, sort of Coming out of the the vodka craze and the, um, you know, the, the lighter spirits craze um, and part of Jim Beam's small batch like premium lineup. And it's kind of a bummer that it's a little more inaccessible because with what happened with Knob Creek and losing their age statement mm-hmm. and then I mean Basil Haydens ever people do love Basil Haydens. Mm-hmm. It's priced, it's pretty it's it's expensive, yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. Um and uh Bakers you can't barely find anywhere, at least here in Ontario. I see Bakers once in a blue moon. Um so it was sort of like you know, of that lineup, the for me, Booker's was was the big winner. Yeah. Um and now it's sort of like ugh, I mean I'm not gonna lie, I bought two bottles to Keep aside, <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, that's what you do. You buy two bottles at the current uh, price point, and, yeah. uh, and and
0: then make a statement by never buying it again. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do. That's what you have to do.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I think um, there's a story. I don't know if this is a true story, or not, but apparently, when uh, when Booker uh, No retired and, and handed it over, Jim Beam to Fred No, the one thing he said is, "Don't screw up my bookers."
0: Oh well, Fred.
1: Ah, Fred. And then to have a conversation, Fred, Fred. Fred put all this love and passion to Booker's rye, which you and I still haven't tasted. Uh, yeah. But I, I believe a hundred percent all the hype behind Booker's rye. I've, I've read so many tasting notes about it. I believe this okay. is an incredible whiskey, and I, right. Great testament to Fred' knows abilities and, and and love and and of, of rye and and American whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't know. You went after our bookers. Mm. What a shame. What a shame. What a
0: shame. So yeah. there's our airing of grievances, also known as Mark's rant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. This is, this is, a, I, I can't remember what we ranted about uh, airing of grievances last year. Last but.
0: year. <laughs> there was equally as irritating or oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. Bookers. Come on. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's not, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so okay. Well, we feel better now, yeah, so I feel we've a uh, got that off our chest. We
1: well, I mean, well, we could also talk about old granddad because that's being taken off the market as well. <laughs> uh, Same that company. Makes me
0: upset. I know what's going on, Jim Beam. What's going on? Come on, like oh, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, the old granddad. It's the one fourteen that's coming off.
1: Yeah, the 114. Yeah, that's yeah. a bummer.
0: Again, like screwing up these high proof whiskeys, like. You really, really want to have stuff out there, and Jim Beam always had that, like that market corner. Like they've gotten some nice, like the between the single barrel Knob Creek, the Booker's, the one fourteen. You know, there was a, no shortage of high proof options, um, yeah. which you don't necessarily find in every single uh, portfolio. Um, so it was, it's kind of a big bummer yeah. that they've decided to, to sort of not participate in that anymore and i don't know if it's a price thing i don't know if you know it's uh you put up high proof products and um you know that costs money it does yeah. you, you know you're not watering it down you're getting less um so yeah i get it like bottom line matters but um but it seems like a couple like a blow to have all of those um sort of uh have uh a ding to them in the last little while, like losing the age statement. Booker's price going up. Old Grandad one fourteen coming off the market. So, kind of a bummer all yeah. the way around. Well, yeah. great now I'm now I'm bummed.
1: <laughs> I mean, Old Grandad one fourteen. Um, you know, we've we've also recommended this uh, whiskey on the, on the podcast before. It's uh, it's a high proof rye heavy so it's the basil hayden uh version of that but uh cast strength a uh, rye or heavy bourbon um and, and really like I, I never i never look at it as like this great amazing whiskey I, I look at it as like it's a great what bourbon stands for uh high proof uh oaky nutty um you know and lots lots of uh, dark fruits on there so it is it's a, it's a good bourbon and it's uh yeah. again, it's it's a, again it's a fan bourbon like you're a bourbon enthusiasts i love old granddad um, yep. And you can still find that at stores, so I, I, you know, at least there's not a big you know that at least there's not a big um,
0: yeah. yeah rush
1: there. Uh, so you can still find that at stores, but that will be gone uh, probably by whenever the supplies last till middle of next year or whatever, or early next year. Those supplies were are gone. Um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, I, I feel like maybe this is the one time the these cuts and noise statements have, have hurt us personally, Jamie, because I think other yes. times you know we're like, oh, sure, make that a noise statement. Ah, no, that's fine, guys. Everything's fine. No, this is like no, no, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> but it, it, it's all coming from one company I think that's what what, what makes it uh, yes, frustrating
0: exactly exactly it's all one company and it's all it's all too much at the same time everyone's getting their you know knickers in a knot
1: mm-hmm. uh, they said Beam wouldn't change when Centauri bought them they said it I don't know lies
0: <sighs> lies
1: uh, uh, now I'm just being dramatic this, these changes can okay. happen either way um, okay. alright so we're all gonna right. have some good news uh, I don't know if I have any good news on the <laughs> docket we already went through our good news
0: <laughs> that's right we went through the good news um, it's uh, you know it's Tibbs Eve everyone's go- and it's it's the, the night before the night before Christmas um, which is a it's you know uh, also Friday um, so I think I think everyone's gonna be in really good shape tonight yeah um, regardless and uh, you know the holidays are here my birthday's coming up yes um, that's right so I think uh, I think you know just in general things are great in general things are
1: great oh we should talk about the heel party um, oh yes 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 yes, yes. so um, this is very much in line with Tibbs Eve but uh, uh, earlier in the year, earlier in December, we uh, I threw the annual whiskey heel party where we brought the last of our whiskeys, and uh, I think it went very well. Um, this is the second annual heel party, um, and uh, the whole idea being is like whatever whiskey you have left over. Um, You know, we've talked about this, whether or not whiskey changes in the bottle, very controversial, but I'm on the side that it changes a little, at least enough that I don't want to keep those heels around for too long, because I want that whiskey to taste as great as the first sip or a fourth sip as it did the last sip. So my my feeling is I'd rather bring those heels out and have a bunch of friends drink uh, what what they uh, may not have had. Um, And so a bunch of people brought some really great stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: like we had the Toronto uh, Toronto Whisky Society. They brought a bunch of like very sherry forward, old sixteen and twenty two and twenty four year old whiskies. We had some Pappy, yeah, uh, you know, kind of like, a lot of Taylor. Every, you know what? Taylors are just so in with the crowd. Um, we had a lot of Taylor, some, we had a glenn Farkas 30. I never, I've never actually seen something disappear so quickly as that 30 Glen I know. <laughs> it just went, it was gone. <laughs> the cork was broken. I swear. I think that Glen was a little, a little corked in itself <laughs> as far as, cause the croaker was busted in and I just, I just was a little off from, I've had it before. It seemed a little off. Didn't matter. We're just like, it's going,
0: it's gone.
1: Oh man. I
0: missed it. I missed it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right, because you were, you were a whole other... Well, yeah. that's the day you found out you you got the job. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and I was totally and completely, like, like I was... I, I got really, really excited, and then I, like, crashed. And so I actually did not participate in the Heel Party as much as I normally would have.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it was... It's uh, okay,
0: it's we okay. We had McAllen.
1: Oh, Nick brought, like, one of his McAllens, uh, so one of his Highland Parks from his first trip to... Uh, to the Highland Park Distillery. He brought, like, this 1983 bottling. That was wonderful. Um, we had the Beaumont 23 open and some other rare Beaumonts. Um, a couple of uh, the Last Straw Distillery brought their, uh, one of their moonshines. Uh, over yes. There. Oh, man. So I'm just looking at the photos. I'm just like, damn, this is, um, oh, my God, there's there's three bottles of Cronwell, right? <laughs> Whoever brought the three bottles of Crown Royal, I, thank you, thank you so much, Camille and Roy. All I have in this home are bottles of Crown Royal. <laughs> People give them to me as gifts. I'm like, thanks, this is wonderful. <laughs> I know, thank you so much again. This is wonderful. Thank you. It, it's not that I don't. I, I like the product. It's just like so many bottles. I and they don't make the best. They don't make the best hands. I'm a little, you know.
0: I know. I know. I tried. I tried too. It was. Uh, it was one of those. Uh, like, well, again. Like what can I do with this? I don't necessarily <laughs> want to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh but yeah, no. And uh yeah, you're right. It doesn't um it doesn't really hold up that now, that well in uh, in Manhattan.
1: We had a Lagavulin in uh just dist- uh, 12-year-old distiller's edition from 2012. A wonderful year for that bottling. Um we had Laphroaig 18 uh, yeah. which also disappeared very quickly. Um yeah. No, it was a great event. Uh, a lot of Barclay products came through, the dark arts. Uh, was there? Yeah, no, it was a really uh, nice, nice, nicely uh, done event, and I totally recommend that you do this with your friends. Um, it's really not hard to do. Just. You know, I think my favorite part of the night, and Jamie, you weren't here for this, but uh, my favorite part of the night was we had, um, you know, this, uh, our uh, we had a you know this was happened at the the event space in my condo, and uh, the security guards like, you guys have half an hour before this room needs to close down, right? And so I'm like, oh crap, this is gonna really suck because we still had whiskey. So I I, I made a bit of a, like a speech in front of all the whiskey and then i'm just like all right guys now you get one bottle because not everything was done and i didn't want to have a bunch of heels at home (laughs) the whole point is for me to get rid of heels not get more um so i um i came in and i just said okay now you grab one walk away and then there's something left grab a second bottle and i just kind of like walked away and people or very you know very canadian polite very orderly people grab their bottles
0: amazing Um, amazing
1: and and then i left because i was cleaning up a little bit and i came back and everything was gone i'm like this is amazing
0: amazing i love it
1: oh man that that's
0: a very very canadian of us <laughs> it,
1: was. it was so polite i assume it was so I mean, polite i only heard good things i, I literally just kind of <laughs> walked away i'm <laughs> like well because i grabbed some of the bottles the brand ambassadors brought in that i wanted to review so i did grab i did grab five or six bottles for for review purposes nice. and then i let everybody else have the rest so that was that ah <sighs> fun stuff nice. fun stuff
0: fun 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 highly suggest doing one of those with your buddies um yeah
1: so that's um i think that's gonna be it now we are um if you're looking at a schedule you know jamie and i aren't all that (laughs) you know regular with our scheduling um so we might have a podcast out on the uh, before the new year uh in case we don't happy new year
0: happy new year and happy holidays and and merry christmas merry christmas and happy birthday to me and
1: happy birthday to jamie (laughs) Yes, happy birthday to Jamie. <laughs> December twenty
0: seventh. The twenty seventh. That's, that's right. when
1: uh, we we watch Dirty Dancing and yep. and, um, and get drunk.
0: Lucky you!
1: Um, yeah, that's uh, and, and drink some Belvini 30 or whatever you. Oh, you think so? Hide. eh? you think
0: so? <laughs> All right.
1: No, no, you should hold those on to special occasions. Don't yes, open them in yes. drunken whiskey that's, parties. That's um, and then, yeah, and then the New Year's Eve party and the whole bit. So we've got a bunch of stuff, and then we'll be back in the New Year.
0: We'll be back in the New Year. All right. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year, guys! <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.